0: Good morning from WKYT News. I'm Bill Bryant. We welcome you to Kentucky Newsmakers. Later, a look at the horror and resilience in Louisville after this week's deadly mass shooting. But first, our campaign 2023 coverage continues as we interview Republican candidate for governor, former United Nations Ambassador Kelly Kraft. With just a month to go before the primary, the campaign trail is hot. Kraft has far outspent her opponents running an array of ads on different topics. She and Attorney General Daniel Cameron have sparred questioning each other's conservative credentials a few times. Kraft is also the only major candidate who has named a running mate before the primary, State Senator Max Wise of Campbellsville. Why is Kraft running? What does she think she could accomplish as governor of the Commonwealth? Ambassador, Kraft is with us, and we welcome you. Thanks for coming in.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Let's do a wide-open question first. Tell us about your background and and why you decided that you want to be governor of the Commonwealth.
1: You know, Bill, I'm from Barron County and I grew up on a farm. My father was a veterinarian, a veteran and a farmer. My mom was a home economics teacher and a stay-at-home mom. And you know, it's, it's in my family, as in most families, the most important piece of furniture was the kitchen table. And that's where I learned from watching my mom and dad. A, v- a hard work ethic, you, know, you do right by your neighbor and our very strong faith in God. And I firmly believe that it was those qualities and the time that I spent, you know, tirelessly working to make sure that we elected Donald Trump, that's why he appointed me to, the, uh, to be the first ambas- female ambassador to Canada, hopefully not the last female, where I negotiated the largest trade deal in America, United States, Mexico, Canada agreement. And then when Ambassador Nikki Haley resigned, he appointed me to the UN which is where I helped negotiate the Abraham Accords for Israel and also stood up to the Chinese Communist Party. So I realized, especially when I was you know, negotiating the trade agreement, that the benefits, that, that being able to create hundreds of thousands of jobs for the United States, preventing jobs from going into China and to Mexico, but it also allowed me to create jobs for Kentuckians, thousands of jobs. And to protect our family farms, because it was so important before COVID with this agreement, it allowed our family farms and our manufacturing industry to, ha- to be on a level playing field and to have that digital. You know, it was mo- mostly a digital upgrade.
0: W- with former President Trump having appointed you twice to positions, uh, were you disappointed you did not get his endorsement in this race?
1: You know, he didn't have to make a choice because I wasn't in the race. And there was no one who worked as hard as Joe and Kelly Craft to make certain that he was elected the first time and then again worked tirelessly for him. And that's the reason he saw that work ethic that he appointed me to take on, you know, to rip up NAFTA. He ran on that bill, you remember. Yeah. And he needed somebody that he knew that could sit across the table and protect American interest. And of course, Kentucky you, go, Kentucky. YOU GOT IN
0: THE RACE AFTER HE HAD ENDORSED CAMERON.
1: ABSOLUTELY. Yeah.
0: WHAT A TOUGH WEEK uh, THIS HAS BEEN IN KENTUCKY. Yeah. THE LOUISVILLE MASS SHOOTING it uh, HAS PUT THE STATE IN THE NATIONAL HEADLINES, AS YOU KNOW, AND RENEWED DEBATES ABOUT HOW TO PREVENT TRAGEDIES LIKE THAT at MOVING FORWARD. IN TENNESSEE, THE GOVERNOR, BILL LEE, ISSUED AN EXECUTIVE ORDER. HE'S TIGHTENING UP SOME OF THE BACKGROUND CHECKS, AND HE IS NOW PUSHING FOR A RED FLAG LAW IN TENNESSEE. Uh, That would allow authorities to take guns away from someone who's uh, deemed to be a danger to themselves or others. Would you support a similar move in Kentucky?
1: You know what I support, Bill, is I support making certain that the laws that are on the books, that we adhere to those, and that we also really focus on mental health issues. We have a mental health crisis in the state of Kentucky, and we need to take the stigma away from just having a conversation about mental health and make certain that families understand that there are resources if they have a loved one that they're detecting that has mental health needs. We need to make certain that we have mental health care, not only in our school system, but in business, in business offices and you know in the hospitals, because we have so many young adults, especially because of this shutdown from COVID that are now feeling unstable.
0: Would you say uh, red flag laws would be a non starter in Kentucky? You no, know, I am
1: not going to touch the Second Amendment. You know, that is part of our, our constitutional rights, and, and I'm not going to touch that. But what I am going to be focusing on is making certain that our law enforcement also has all the necessary resources because they too have been affected by what they have seen. And, me, and you and I both know it, our law enforcement were there within three minutes our medics, I mean, how many lives they were able to save and prevent from, you know, further tragedy, and our citizens. I don't know if you read that, where they were there helping.
0: You had a uh, campaign event in Louisville on Monday evening, uh, and there was some criticism for continuing with that. Uh, did you consider postponing that event?
1: We, we did not have the campaign event. We just had, we went to the, was it was actually right after, in the afternoon. So okay. we, at, we we went to the event and we all prayed. We had a minister there. Matter of fact, we had two ministers there and we prayed and everyone talked because everyone was already had gathered at the event. So we just made a stop in. I had Riley Gaines with me and she, you know, she's from Tennessee and she had just, just been part of, of the heartache and the heartbreak from the Covenant School. So she really wanted to be there to pray with people and to talk about. You know, Kentucky's part of her too because she went to the University of Kentucky and that how she knew the heartache that we were all feeling
0: uh, you have a, a new ad this week we'll, try, we'll you brought up right against okay. we'll talk about it. A, a new ad that uh, you're promising to dismantle at your word the Kentucky Department of Education and you say that woke bureaucrats are parachuting in and hijacking our schools what does that mean
1: well let's let's talk about children and education. So I've been traveling the state of Kentucky and I'm sitting at tables at counter, you know, countertops. I'm sitting anywhere where there's a table and two chairs and I'm hearing from single moms, grandparents raising children, they, they really need to have the right to be involved in their child's education and children have the right to have their parents involved. And So what are they saying? You know, they, they want their children to be taught The ABCs to be taught skills and knowledge, not critical race theory, not to be sexualized. So my first official act will be to dismantle the Kentucky Department of Education. Because I know that there are really great people there, but they're being silenced by this woke Commissioner Glass. And on election evening or the day after, he should do the right thing and resign because on Inauguration Day, I will do the right thing and fire him. You know, Joe and I have created educational opportunities for children and young adults throughout the state of Kentucky with the Craft Academy at Morehead State University, our STEM STEMX program for juniors and seniors in high school, and with Alice Lloyd College, and of course, as you know, the University of Kentucky and the University of Louisville. So we understand firsthand the importance of a quality education, an education based upon skills and knowledge, and every parent wants that for their child.
0: But I'm sure you're, you're a diplomat, and you know that there there's a, a it would be a, a larger process to, to dismantle the Kentucky Department of Education, a 99-year-old department in, within state government. You said you would remove Jason Glass, who is... A Kentucky native, by the governor. A Kentucky native who started his teaching career uh, in Hazard. Uh, so, uh, but you say he has to go.
1: He is he is sending directives to our educators, discouraging them from having conversations with parents. You know, it starts at the top. It starts with your leadership. It starts with the governor, and the governor appoints the commissioner and then the commissioners approved by the Senate. You know, we have to make certain that we think about three parties, the teachers, because teachers have a passion to teach, our students, because we have the smartest kids in the state of Kentucky, and our parents, because our parents need to be engaged with teachers, because who loses out? Our students. And you know, I'm gonna take it a step further. We have got demand transparency for the budget to know our taxpaying dollars—are they going to the classroom? Are they going to the to the bus drivers, to the cafeteria workers? Are they going to all the individuals that help to protect and educate our children, or are they going to bureaucracy? I believe Kentuckians have the right to know.
0: Do you think teachers are, are caught in the middle of uh, of, of some of this uh, political discourse that's going on uh, right now in the country and and? You know, here here they are, and we have a, a big shortage of teachers in Kentucky right now. Uh, do they need a, a raise for what the, what they're doing? You know, Governor Bashir has proposed uh, raises a couple of times. That's been uh, not done by the legislature, mm-hmm. though they say they did give them more money through the SEEK formula and the mm-hmm. locals could have decided to have given them raises. Uh, some did and some didn't. Uh, do you call for statewide raises for teachers and, and some... Uh, Uh, GUIDANCE FOR THEM AS TO WHAT THEY CAN DO IN THE CLASSROOM?
1: WELL, MY MOM WAS A TEACHER, SO you know I COME FROM A FAMILY OF EDUCATORS, AND AS YOU KNOW HOW WE HAVE CREATED DIFFERENT OPPORTUNITIES FOR YOUNG ADULTS TO LEARN IN THE STATE OF KENTUCKY. TEACHERS HAVE A PASSION TO TEACH. TEACHERS SHOULD NOT BE CAUGHT IN A POLITICAL, THEY SHOULD NOT BE POLITICIZED. OUR CHILDREN DESERVE TO LEARN, BUT THEY DESERVE TO HAVE A QUALITY EDUCATION BASED ON SKILLS AND KNOWLEDGE. We don't need to talk about a teacher's raise on an election year, 5 percent raise when we have 6 to 7 percent inflation. We need to be talking about teachers every single day. We need to make certain that, that they are engaged in the conversation as to what do they need more of and certainly what do they need less of. And I know from meeting with teachers, I have teacher roundtables frequently, that they also are concerned. that children are different. Each child is different. How are we going to meet the needs of each child's education? Their learning skills. We need to offer, you know, more than just traditional school. We need to have charter schools, which are a form of traditional schools. We need to have vouchers. We need to be able to have school choice, educational freedom. And I'm going to be a governor that whatever we can do to make certain that our teachers are given the liberty to teach, and our students can reach their full potential.
0: Ambassador, Kentucky has a near total abortion ban, as you know, no exceptions for rape or incest. Some Republicans wanted to consider some exceptions during this previous legislative session. They did not get around to that. Uh, Do you support some exceptions?
1: You know, Bill, I am pro-life, and I, I have exceptions. The life of the mother, and rape, and incest, And I think we need to take this further. We have to to make certain that this young mother, this pregnant mother, is taken care of during her pregnancy and then after her pregnancy. And we have to place babies with loving families, which is the foster care system and adoption. I have met with foster care parents, I met with a, a mom and a dad in Louisville that has several children that they have provided a loving, loving home, a loving family and they would love to have one more, but they can't because they have you know, reached the limit. Why not? Because they need to be able to have as many because they're providing a loving atmosphere. Same with adoption. We have got to make it easier for parents who really desire to have a child and to provide them with a loving, stable home, the opportunity to adopt. So there's a lot of areas IN BEING PRO-LIFE, THAT YOU HAVE TO MAKE CERTAIN THAT THESE CHILDREN ARE TAKEN CARE OF.
0: WITH KELLY CRAFT, REPUBLICAN CANDIDATE FOR GOVERNOR, FORMER UNITED NATIONS AMBASSADOR AND KENTUCKY NATIVE, AND WE'RE BACK ON KENTUCKY NEWSMAKERS IN JUST A MOMENT WITH MORE. Welcome back to Kentucky Newsmakers. We're visiting with Kelly Craft, Republican candidate for governor, former United Nations ambassador, uh, talking about her campaign. Let's talk about Kentucky's economy. We have a, a lot of open jobs in Kentucky right now as uh, the businesses are trying to find qualified candidates. Part of that's our geography, of course. We have uh, lowered the income tax uh, that, uh, and provided a lot of incentives for business. What else would you want to do to improve uh, Kentucky's economy?
1: Well, let's talk about our workforce participation. You know, as a family, we have created thousands of jobs, as you know, in the coal industry, and then jobs that are, you know, the supply chain around the coal industry. So I understand the importance of creating jobs. I also understand Kentucky has some of the best workers because I negotiated USMCA and brought thousands of jobs to the state of Kentucky. So what we have to do is make certain that our young adults, that when they graduate, that they graduate with skills and knowledge to be able to be placed into our workforce. Because when I speak to technical school programs, what they need is to be paired with businesses, to know what are your needs, what job openings do you have. Let's make certain that these young adults graduate with that skill. I want when you graduate or when you when you're a, a freshman in high school that you're introduced to different pathways for higher education, whether it's a community college, whether it's a four-year college degree, a technical school, a trade certification, so that when you make that decision, we're going to celebrate your acceptance into a technical school as if you have a UK basketball scholarship. So we want to make certain that these young adults have a choice when they're a senior
0: YOU HAVE INDICATED YOU WOULD HAVE HANDLED THE PANDEMIC DIFFERENTLY. GOVERNOR Bashir SAID THAT uh, HE DID THE EARLY uh, uh, CLOSURES AND uh, BANS ON MASS GATHERINGS TO SAVE LIVES AT A TIME WHEN WE HAD NO, uh, AT THAT TIME, VACCINE. Uh, YOU KNOW, ALSO AT THAT TIME THERE WAS CLEARLY a, a LOT OF COMMUNITY SPREAD GOING ON. YOU HAVE SAID YOU WOULD NOT HAVE HANDLED IT THE WAY HE DID.
1: WELL, I CERTAINLY WOULD NOT HAVE SHUT DOWN AFTER, after WE FOUND OUT AND KNEW THAT this was, THIS WAS REALLY NOT HELPING we should have never shut down our schools, and we are now just beginning to see the loss of learning, the mental health you know, problems that but, we're having with our uh, children.
0: N- not even in the beginning? In the
1: beginning, you know, in the beginning, no one knew what to do, and we were following the directives from Washington. So in the beginning, we were all, okay, what, what, what exactly is this? Because as you well know, coming from the Chinese Communist Party, we were not being told the truth. So in the beginning, we were all grasping, but we should never shut down our, our schools because this is where children went for stability. A lot of these children, that's the only stability that they had. And if you look at, at our drug problem and how that increased because of our shutdown, you know, you know we have a fentanyl crisis in the state of Kentucky and we have to do something about that.
0: Six overdoses a day uh, is what has been found in studies, a challenge.
1: Bill, I'm meeting with people Every day, and I have not met with one family that has not felt the pain from drugs, and I, I went down to the border, I went down there so I could see it for myself. It is easier to get across that border than it is to get into a U.K. basketball game. Human trafficking, what you see coming across that border are young boys and girls. So not only do we have fentanyl being brought in that are killing thousands, hundreds of thousands of Americans and thousands of Kentuckians, we have human trafficking. And I'll, I will tell you, you know, I've had addiction in my family. I had that empty chair and I thank God every day that, that my empty chair, that she is fine and she's, she's a fabulous young woman. But not everyone's so lucky. And we have to make certain that our law enforcement has all the necessary resources And that when they make an arrest, that that person is not out on cashless bail or they're not just slapped on the wrist. And when they go before a judge, they are going to serve out their sentence. And I'm going to tell you, if a drug dealer or a drug trafficker causes the life of a Kentuckian, in my mind, that's the death penalty
0: about 30 seconds left. You are the only major candidate who has named a running mate. Uh, mm-hmm. State Senator Max Wise. Uh, why did you want to do that early on? Again, you know, a I have to say I,
1: I watched Max. I watched how he works so well with our legislators I and mean, he has a great relationship. He is a results driven leader. He is a man of integrity. He's a family man, a man of faith. I, you know, I knew his wife's family. I know. I know their integrity. I know their values. And I want someone. That is going to be results-driven leader and has the same outlook that we're going to raise the bar high for Kentucky and every single day. We're not going to be in Frankfurt. We're going to be out working with Kentuckians.
0: Kelly Kramff, thank you very Thanks. much. I know you're off to another yeah, campaign stop. Thank you. We appreciate thank you being you. here. Thanks. Stay with us. We'll be back with a look at what a tough week this has been in Louisville in just a moment. Welcome back to Kentucky Newsmakers. It was a tragic week for the city of Louisville and for the Commonwealth. A gunman opening fire Monday at Old National Bank in downtown Louisville, killing five people. It's been a week of healing for many, and today we're going to take a look back at what has happened. We do want to make note that you may find some of what we're about to show you disturbing.
2: Since all be by Shots are being fired, this time shot's fired.
0: I'm,
1: I, we're at um, 324 East Main Street, and we see a cop down.
2: Yes, ma'am, we
1: are. Condo. okay.
2: We are aware of it. We've got an active shooter at the bank there.
1: I, I know who it is. He's probably six feet tall. He's young, a young male. How do you know the person? He works with us. I, I think he—he's never hurt me. Before. He's a really good kid. Please don't to him. And... Okay. And he said he was headed to the Old National Bank. Did he say what he was going to do there? I don't know. I don't know anything. He, but he, we don't even know I don't want you to go to the location. We have a, we have a situation that's going on down there right now. We've already had calls from other people, and I do not need you to go to the location at this time, okay? It's dangerous there. We've had calls from other people, so he's
2: already there. Today is a tragic day in Louisville and for the entire Commonwealth of Kentucky. Acts of violence like this hurt. They tear at the fabric of who we are. Tommy
3: Elliott, 63 years of age. Jim Tut, 64 years of age. Josh Barrett, 40 years of age. And Juliana Farmer. My mom
1: was the sweetest person, loving person, a smile that lit up the room.
3: Deanna Eckert passed. She was 57 years old. She was an employee of Old National Bank. I knew Deanna also.
0: She just instilled the family values in us, and even in our team, we were like a family, we supported one another. And if we had sickness or a death, she always said
3: family first.
2: Tommy Elliott helped me build my law career, helped me become governor. Gave me advice on being a good dad. It's one of the people I talk to most in the world and very rarely were we talking about my job. You actually were the one who called his wife to let her know. She deserved to know. Um, I came here immediately after originally getting a, a text and a notice in my office in Frankfurt that there was a mass shooting going on and then getting the address that it was my bank. I knew it would be hours before others could call her, and I thought she deserved to know, and, uh, and we're real close, I, I think, right now to where I made that call artist. These are irreplaceable Kentuckians taken far too soon by a senseless act of violence that is certainly making me feel heartbroken. And I think all of us torn. Okay, the officer who's been shot, is he conscious? Can you tell me or do you know? I can't see him move at all. I've been watching him consistently. I haven't seen a foot or anything move. And He went down right away when the fire okay. the bullet started firing. Okay.
3: The officer who is in critical condition today, Officer Nicholas Wilt, 26 years of age, just graduated from the police academy on March 31st. I just swore him in and his family was there to witness his journey to become a police officer. He was struck in the head, engaged in this incident. Nick has come out of brain surgery and is in critical but stable condition as we speak. Thank you to Officer Wilt, Officer Galloway, who were two of the first officers to arrive on the the scene. To confront the assailant and to save lives. We're making entry from the uh, from the east side at Preston and Main. It's about a nine minute span from the time he begins
2: his assault, and then a few minutes after that, before we get the first call on it, three minutes after that, when we respond to the scene, and then about three minutes after we respond, the subject is neutralized.
3: Absolutely not surprised that he wasn't among the first and he was going to do whatever he could to save people.
2: And she said, I was looking at his hands to see if he was scared. They never shook. And that's my child. Whenever anybody was in trouble, he ran to help them.
3: The shooter has an angle on that officer. We need to get up there. I don't know where he's at. The glass is blocking him. I think I got him down. I think he's down. Yank the draw off! now! Yank him down the stairs. Move it. Yeah, suspect down. Get the officer. Hey, it. Move it. Move it. Get the
1: officer. You
3: can see the tension in, in that video. Uh, you can understand the stress that those officers are going through. Um, response wasn't perfect, but it was exactly the response we needed. I would love to have either one of those officers ride with me any day. Um, they did absolutely exactly what they needed to do to save lives. From our conversations with medical staff, it is hundred percent certainty that officers' medical treatment saved lives that day. There's one more topic that we need to talk about today, and that's guns. Yesterday's tragedy brings us to 40 people who've been shot to death this year in our city.
2: But in the past, I've been very clear that I believe we can respect and honor people's Second Amendment rights to protect themselves and their family, but at the same time, at least take a step so that we can intervene when we know Somebody's about to go out and murder a whole bunch of people. You know, a red flag law involves the court system. It ensures that everybody's rights are protected, that evidence is, is heard. It has every check on it that we could ask for. But at least it lets us stop that next individual, at least when we know, before they murder people. And listen, I know people will say that wouldn't have stopped this situation, and it probably wouldn't have. Maybe it will the next one. I want another family to go through this.
1: Can either be on the side of, well, this is just what life is like in America, or we can be on the side of, we can come together. We can find
3: solutions to prevent this.
0: A tough week it was. We do want to thank you for joining us for this edition of Kentucky Newsmakers. A Republican candidate for governor, Attorney General Daniel Cameron, is a scheduled guest on our next edition next weekend. We, again, thank you for being here and hope you make it a good week ahead.